welcome to another edition of Get It Right with Mike and Trey. Get it right. Get it right. With a big fat capital R. That's right. A red one at that. And an exclamation point at the end. <laughs> Trey, how you doing, man? Great. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Um, you know, we're, we're cooking down here in Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, we're sizzling. It, it's hot. Uh, everyone's air conditioner is struggling desperately to keep up. The one thing I can say is, though, you're not hearing us go, because we don't have a mask on. That's right. Not, And I hope we don't go back to that. Oh, I don't give a shit. I, I, not I'm not going to it. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm already seeing people out and about um, back to the mask. More people seem to be going back to it. And again, it's all being done out of fear. You know, they, the whole fear mongering thing is back again, it seems. But um, I think there's going to be fewer people that jump on the mass bandwagon this time. I think people are going to push back. I, I, I think they will. I know, you know, I know we will. And, and I, I know probably a lot of the people that you and I associate with will. Right. You know, I mean, we're, we hang out with a lot of like-minded people. Similar. Yes. So, you know, yes. Um, they probably will, but you're going to, you're going to have those sheep that are just going to, they're, they're going to dive right in, man. Um, they're going to, they're going to get scared. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I gotta be honest. I'm worried. I'm more worried about panic buying than I am the masks. Sure. I'm more worried about people going back to that and getting, you know, getting scared to death and running out and buying us out of toilet paper and, and, uh, you know, Clorox wipes and bottled water and, um, you know, uh, whatever the hell it is they buy these days. You know? Well, you know, the, the thing about the wipes is that's been really debunked. Oh yeah. So, so I'm, I'm thinking people, hopefully even dumb people maybe won't, won't fall for that. <laughs> oh, Bob. Here's I the thing. Not. Why is the CDC done a 180, Mike? <sighs> what? It, it's sinister. In my opinion, I think it's political. And sinister. It, well, first of all, this this thing has this thing was turned into a political football from day one. Yes, the, between the mainstream media and the CDC and the rest of the federal government, it became a political football just like that. And of and, course, since also since you had the ultimate monster in the uh, White House at the time. Oh yes. You know, no matter what he said, hydroxychloroquine. Oh, 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 bad stuff. Yeah. As if he invented the shit. <laughs> <laughs> as if as if Donald Trump is some some brilliant doctor who knew what hydroxychloroquine is. He didn't. He was in a briefing and somebody who's smart yes. said hydroxychloroquine and he blah, 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 blah. he rolled yeah. it off his tongue. So all of a sudden it becomes Satan's sperm. You know? <laughs> I mean, what's the hell? Well, okay. On that note, so back before the uh the elections, I had Dr. Ronnie Jackson, now Congressman Ronnie Jackson, on on the radio with me. And we talked about hydroxychloroquine. We talked about this very thing on, on air. And and I, I I just point blank asked him, is this stuff safe? Could it would it really work? And he said, Yeah, emphatically, yes, it, it can work. Is it gonna work for everybody? No, probably not. Hell, Tylenol doesn't work for everybody. No, and it's the problem you know? is with the hydroxychloroquine. They started giving it to people who were deep into the throes of, yes, of the disease. Yes, and they're saying it's better. It and ivermectin is the other one. Once again, the you know the thing about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine that that have in common, you can't make any money off of them. exactly. They're cheap and they're they're not patented anymore. Well, you and I both know, Trey, 
uh, if, we're, if we're just being 100% honest about the whole discussion, the profit is not in the cure. No. It never is. It's in the treatment. You prolong someone's life and you keep treating the disease, but there's no profit in curing the disease. I mean, look, I'm, I'm convinced we could cure cancer if we wanted to. Personally, though, and, and I used to not think this way. I really used to not believe this way. But it just stuns me that we have spent literally billions of dollars, absolutely billions of dollars on, on research and development of drugs and treatments. Decades, for decades, we've been studying cancers. For decades, we've been studying uh, all these different treatments and methods. And we still don't have a way to stop it? Really? But yet, you know, I, I know I know a guy right now who's going through cancer treatment right now. We're, we're maybe five years apart in age. He's going through his second round of treatments. Um, and, it, and to be honest, it's not looking real great for him. You know, it's not looking real good. And he spe- it, his, you know, he's got insurance, yes. But the cost to treat him, I think somebody told me, uh, chemo. You go in for chemo. If you've got insurance, it's about four or five thousand dollars every treatment. Right. Okay. If you don't have insurance and you're paying out of pocket, it's closer to nine or ten thousand dollars a treatment. Trey, what? How many people do we know? Almost none that could that could afford ten thousand dollars a treatment. Yeah, you can't. You you can't do it. It would bankrupt you. You'd have to sell your home, your cars, every possession you got, uh, just to live, and even then you're going to go bankrupt. So there's, it's, it's course, not, I guess a, it beats the alternative though. It would, well, yeah, but the thing <laughs> if you're dead, then you, yeah, you don't have a home or a car. Anymore. You don't have anything, but the, the there's, I used to not have that, that opinion or that feeling that, you, you used know to be what, the, the pe- not so pessimistic, not so it. pessimistic about it, but I'm not so sure anymore. I really have to wonder, you know, is it just so damn profitable to let people suffer a little bit? And just treat them, and not really fix them. I don't know. It's I, I don't I don't know I I don't know that I believe it, but I, I I'm not gonna I I'm not one of those people that says I don't I don't dismiss it. I don't want I'm, 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 I'm open to the it, pro, it. There's a possibility. I don't want to believe that there's anybody out there that is so subhuman and evil that they would be okay with that. I don't think the individual doctors are. No, 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 no. I, I think, I think, but when you get into your pharmaceutical companies and the CEOs and the and the board of directors and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. I think that they that they probably do a calculation well, of what what is what's the cost what what's the cost analysis. Remember the guy that was a CEO of some some pharmaceutical company that oh, they yeah. they like quintupled the price of. Yeah, he ended up uh, going to prison. In that. Yeah, you know. If there's one person that that's actually willing to do that, well, there might be three or four or five. It doesn't take very many to really create a holy damn mess for the whole world with it. And I, I'm just I'm I'm puzzled at why I can walk into any one of I don't know probably half a dozen places in this town right now and get the COVID vaccine totally free of charge. Mm-hmm. All I got to do is bare my arm and they'll stick me and I go on my way. Doesn't cost me a nickel. But, you know, insulin is 500 bucks a month if you're diabetic. All right. If you got cancer, you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on treatments and medications. I just, it's, it's crazy. I'm not saying everybody should get it for free. I'm not saying that. 
what I'm saying is, is you know, we've got this, we have this, this virus that pops up out of nowhere. And we, I think we, we all now know exactly where it came from. Yeah, well, yeah, <clears throat> no, nowhere Wuhan, China. Yeah, it didn't. It certainly didn't pop out in a wet market. Let me tell you. But but here's the thing, Mike. I go back to the the 180 the CDC is doing, and why are they doing it? Well, here's why I think they're doing. It. Okay. 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 I think I think it's political. Like you right. said, this has been a political football from since day, day one. one. Yep. Well, I think what's happening is the White House is way behind on their vaccination. Uh, wherever they you call them highlights or, or or goals, the goals for vaccinations. Yeah, and so I think what this is saying because what they're saying is that the people that are vaccinated, if they're getting this Delta variant, it's it's almost nothing, mm-hmm. and it's affecting the people that aren't vaccinated. So I think what it is, I think this is actually the government's way of going. You know what? We're just going to force this, and it's one of those things. Remember when you were a little kid? And the teacher would tell the whole class to quit talking, and you'd have little Johnny over there couldn't shut the hell up. And so the whole class had to put your head down, but the whole <laughs> class had to stay inside. You know, yeah. it worked. Now, when you and I were kids, that it worked because you could go beat the hell out of Johnny at, at, at recess and stop that. Yeah. Now you can't do that. But it's group punishment. And yeah. I honestly believe that that's what this is. It's like, okay, children, which we, we, we all call ourselves American citizens. But they look at us as children. Mm-hmm. Okay, children, you didn't do what you were what we told you to do. Yeah. You didn't go get your shot like we told you to. Right. So now we're gonna punish you. We're yeah. gonna punish you by telling you we're gonna mass things up yeah. and we're gonna start shutting things down. Bullshit. But I honestly believe wow. that is the reason behind it. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're if you are vaccinated, mm-hmm. well, you care if somebody else gets it. And and if and if you don't want to be vaccinated and you want to take your chances. Who cares? That's what I go on to. It goes back to individual freedoms and yes. individual personal responsibility. Yeah. And the government doesn't want us to have that because they're wanting to make a point, and it's all about control. What's the difference between treating you like a citizen or a subject? That's right. And right now you're being treated like a subject. You know, you you are you can't possibly survive this without the government telling you what to do. Right. There's no way. You're guaranteed you're going to die if you don't follow their directives. And I'm I'm hoping and thinking that the, the the United States citizens are going to push back. There's going to be you know, I'm hoping the people of California wake up. Yeah. I mean, the people of Texas, I told people a long time ago when when the government when people said, "Well, your governor said a mask mandate." And I said, "We basically collectively told him go to hell." Yeah. Frankly, I yeah. mean, yeah. you know, yes, there were people in Texas that masked up and did the whole, the whole thing, but there was a lot of people that were like, "Nah, I'm not going to do it." Do some research. People, if you want to know, I've done research on this on this mm-hmm. uh, this disease. Mm-hmm. If you want to know some information, get out there and find information. There's a lot of good groups out there. There are actually a couple of nonprofit groups that have popped up that are doctors. Yep. That, that are groups of doctors that are trying to figure out the best way to treat people. And what they're saying is it's viral load. Over and over, it's viral load, which means if you're outside, you can't catch it. If you walk past somebody in a grocery store, you can't catch it. Right. If you're in a big open area that's well ventilated and, and there's not too many people in there, you can't catch it. Yeah. The problem is what happens is it's aerosolized. So what happens is the virus gets in the air and as somebody who has a virus, as they breathe out, they breathe out that aerosolized stuff. And if you stay in an office, like an area like we are, we're in a, what, about a 24 by 20 office right now. Roughly, okay? yeah. Roughly. So if one of us had COVID and we hung out in here for a couple hours, yeah. the other one probably would get it. Yeah. Open a window. 
Open a door. There's a lot of a lot of ways to avoid this without putting a diaper on your face because the diaper doesn't work. You're still no. breathing the same goddamn air. Here's the thing. I really, I want, I would love for someone in the medical field to just explain this to me. But they, they're handing out these little blue, pay, almost paper-like masks everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And there's thousands of boxes of them, most of them imported from China, by the way, all over the place. You can buy them at every – now they're everywhere. You know, they, were at, they didn't have any of them at first. Right. They're everywhere now. You go to grocery stores, hardware stores, Walmart, hell, everyone's got tons of these damn masks. But if you read the damn label on the box, it says very clearly, not for medical use. If this isn't a medical condition that you're using it for, then what the hell is it? If the mask is not suitable for medical use, how does it actually protect you from anything? It doesn't. It's all theater. Period. Oh yeah. It's theater. You're showing you're showing how down you are with the cause. Oh. You're you're part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> Why Why are, Trey, I don't understand why so many people won't ask those questions. Or is it just that so many people don't know to ask those questions? Are they so invested in the fear because they've, they've been, you know, scared to death now for 15 months? Are they so invested in the fear that they just don't know to ask those questions? You know, one of the, one of the great things about being an American citizen is we have this document called a Constitution, Right. That guarantees us the right to question, to ask, why is this this way? What, what, what the, where are you getting your information? What does all this mean? We're allowed to ask that, not according to the Biden administration. Well, that's, you're right. That's the problem. The problem is when, that, when I hear about somebody said, they're letting us. What do you mean they're letting you? <laughs> the Constitution of the United States lets you. The government is taking, the only thing they're doing yeah. is taking away or trying to take away. And the way you stop it is you push back. Now, let me, yeah. now, let me, let me clear this up. You go into a private business and they choose to force you to wear a mask. You got a choice. Put a mask on or leave. Right. You have a, you have a choice. If you go to a hospital, if you, I'm going to tell you, if you go to a medical place, a hospital, you're going to have to wear a mask. Sure. Sure. And, and your choice is don't go. Now you might, yeah. it might be worse for you if you yeah. do like that, but yeah. When it comes to government facilities and stuff like that, when they start forcing that, that's an issue because, once again, that's not a private industry. It's the same thing with Biden trying to say all federal employees must be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I guarantee that's going to end up going to the Supreme Court. Yeah, and I think it, it it needs to, and I hope it does, and I hope there's some lawsuits on that. I really do. I hope I hope there is legal action on that because what he basically what he is saying is is – no matter what your objection is, you're either going to do this or you're not going to have a job anymore. That, I mean, that's a, you know. Actually, I think the the way that uh, the way that I read it earlier today was, uh, you get the vaccine or you'll have to do weekly tests for COVID. All that does is transition into we're going to force you to quit or eventually we're going to fire you because you won't do it. Right. Uh, that is wrong. That is immoral. It's unethical, and I think it. And I think it's probably illegal. And by the way, who's got to pay for those tests? Thank you. Because we're talking federal employees. We're talking. We're huh. not talking about private employees. We're talking about federal employees. Yeah. So that obviously they're not going to make the employee pay for the yeah. test. Oh, that so, means that 
Yeah. We do. Right. We, we do. Well, then, so what, Congress is going to turn around and, and pass some special bill to fund all these tests? How many trillions of dollars will that be? That's what I mean. It's, it, it, it's just it's out of control. I, I, I learned something. Um, matter of fact, on the, the very day that we're recording this podcast, I learned about this. Now, I will tell you, and I've been saying this for years on the radio, and I'll say it on these podcasts. If I tell you something or I say something and I find out that I got it wrong, I'm going to tell you I got it wrong. I'm going to own up to it. I got it wrong, and I got this wrong. I really had in my mind, because you, you see ads all over television and, and radio and in print media all the time from attorneys. Did you take this drug or that drug and it caused you X harm or it did this to you or it killed your loved one or whatever? You may be entitled to compensation. We've all seen those ads. They've been all over radio and television for decades now. Well, had you Did you ever know what the hell mesothelioma was? No. Or that there was some sort of vaginal mesh or something like no, that? Or, no. Yeah, I didn't either. No. So I've been saying that, you know, at some point, there's going to be lawsuits over these vaccines. Yeah, I've heard you say that. It turns out, and I was and I was unaware of this, and in all of the stories that I've read about COVID, about vaccines, about pharmaceutical companies, not one time have I ever seen this brought up. But apparently, there is a federal law that prohibits you from suing a pharmaceutical company over a vaccine. Now, I can't quote the, the, the law chapter and verse because I didn't bring it with me. I didn't write it down, but I read it. It was passed in 1986, 35 years ago, right. during the Reagan administration. This was... That would be a, a Democrat Congress. That would have been a Tip O'Neill Congress, probably, Tip right? Tip O'Neill Congress. This was Reagan's second term in office, 1986. They passed this law. Yeah. Basically, that shields the pharmaceutical companies from lawsuits over vaccines. What? So apparently what happened was, according to what I read on it, and I, I, I read through half a dozen pieces on this because I, somebody had alerted me to it, and I just I didn't know. Right. just didn't know. But apparently what happened was, is back in the 1970s, there was a huge spate of lawsuits over vaccines, very expensive lawsuits that cost them millions of dollars in payouts, maybe billions, I don't know. But it was very expensive lawsuits. And there were some pharmaceutical companies that decided we're just going to get out of the vaccine business. It's not worth it. And by the way, this was pre-Jenny McCarthy. Yes. Be it, you know. Yes. Because by the way, I always look for uh, ditzy blondes who were in Playboy to get my medical advice from, by the way. <laughs> and if you don't know who Jenny McCarthy is, boy, have you missed out. Yeah. But anyway. Uh... Google. I promise you. But when you Google search, don't have your children in the room. No, don't, don't. Because... Things will probably be ha hanging out. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, we got totally off track there. Anyway, um, so they passed this law, and I'm assuming there was a lot of lobbying that went on. No. <laughs> I guarantee you. I wonder how many millions of hand dollars changed hands to get this thing passed. Ooh, baby, don't you know it was a hot mess. I mean, millions and millions of pay dollars in payola. So... They get this law passed, and basically you can't now you, since 1986-87, you cannot sue a pharmaceutical company over a bad vaccine. Wow. They cannot be held liable. If, you're, if your kid goes and gets a vaccine at the doctor's office or the free clinic or wherever, and 
three days later your kid has a seizure and dies, you cannot sue the pharmaceutical company. If if I, if what I understand in this law is correct, if I read this correctly, and I think I did, they are shielded from legal action. On vaccines. On vaccines. Now, so my on, vaginal mesh, mesh issue, I can get that, I can sue them over that. Trey, if your vaginal mesh breaks loose, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wonder why you've got a vaginal mesh and you sound this way. Yeah. He's got an awfully deep voice for a chick. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you, you can... Yeah, but could I identify... Let, let me ask you this. Yeah. If you identify as a female, even though you're a male, can you get vaginal mesh? Well, you know, in this in this day and age, I'm going <laughs> to guess the answer is probably yes. Ugh. If you can find a doctor that's willing to get in there and do some um, creative carving, um, <laughs> then yes, you probably can. So... So God, that just sounds the, there was a, there was another part of this. There was oh. so in other words, here's the worst part of this. Mm-hmm. Finish the deal. Not only can you not sue them, but what if my kid does get sick mm-hmm. from a vaccine? What what are what's my recourse, Mike? There is a government fund. Uh, they've est- they established this fund from which and and one of the pieces I read said that uh, that about thirty percent of the time they pay out. A lot of claims get denied. Um, you don't have to prove that you got sick from the vaccine, only that your your illness, your ailment, or whatever happened to you occurred after you were vaccinated. So you don't have to prove the vaccine. This is all done through arbitration, I'm guessing. Yeah. So you don't have to prove that the vaccine made you sick, Only, but you, the timeline has to meet up. And you have, I think, um, you have to file within two years if you just get sick or three, if you die, your family would have like three years if you die from the vaccine. It it is such it is a wackadoodle, wackadoodle situation. It really is. But anyway, that that's that's what I've sorry read phone on lines it. ringing, but it's just background noise. Yeah, that's what I that's what I read on it. That's uh, that's what I understand it to mean. I would really I, I really want to get someone a legal mind to sit down with us and talk about the ifs, ands, buts, possibilities of this. That's a good idea. Because I really think that this is taking a whole new turn now. There is a mountain of circumstantial evidence that points to an escape from the Wuhan lab. This virus escaped from that lab. We may never know exactly how it happened, ineptitude of a lab worker or someone else, maybe the janitor carried it out, who the hell knows, or it was deliberate. I don't think we'll ever know exactly how it got out into the populace. Well, now, but, well, how can you say that? Because the Chinese are so transparent with everything, Mike. Oh, my Mike. God. <laughs> Communists are evil oh bastards, everyone. Here's the thing. Um, at a bare minimum, China is grossly negligent. The Chinese government is grossly negligent for not disclosing to the world, hey, we got a dumpster fire over here and y'all need to know about it. And not containing it. And not containing it. They had a chance. They had a chance to contain it. Absolutely. And I've said this from the beginning. I've been saying this for months and months and months. The world needs to hold China accountable. Oh, absolutely. And if we all do it, first off, if the United States does it, what can they do? But especially if the whole world does what everybody needs to do is tell China, number one, China, none of us owe you money anymore. Right. No country. Any country that you that you held a note or something. Your debts are wiped out. That debt's paid. 
you know, so don't bend, bother sending Vinny over to break my kneecaps because there's no money. <laughs> not getting anything. Okay, so that's right. Number two, if the Chinese government, yeah. not the, not any Chinese people, no citizens, yeah. Chinese government owns land in your country, it now belongs to your country. Yeah, yeah, we're taking everything. Yeah, we just we just t- took your deed of that land. We just yeah. canceled your deed. Yeah, and now it belongs to the United States of America. And what Thank are they, you very and much. what are they going to do? They're going to start World War Three with, with everybody with the whole world. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a, I know there's a lot of people in China, but there ain't that many people. No, in China. no, no. Uh, I think if we could get if we could get at least if we could at least get the United States, Canada, Mexico, and you know North America and most of Europe on board with that. I think we could have a deep, deep impact on them. And I, I believe me, they will get compliant and they'll get compliant quickly because all they will see is money melting away. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something, folks. As I have said repeatedly, they're not our friends. They're not our allies. They're not even a great trade partner. We, we, are, a, we, we are a client of convenience for the Chinese. We're money. I mean, basically, it's 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 basically a prostitution arrangement, you know. We're basically whoring ourselves out to the communists. Sure, for, for cheap, cheap for cheap goods. goods. That's right. You know, cheap tools, cheap electronics, cheap whatever. Well, here's the thing. That's what we're doing it for. There's only two ways when when you're in a when you're under a communist regime, regime. There's only two ways to keep your people under control. Mm-hmm. One is a is a pure dictatorship where you. Like like what's going on in Cuba, Venezuela, Russia, mm-hmm. but we saw how that didn't work, right? Oh, okay, worked out great. Or like China has done it, and China's gotten pretty smart about mm-hmm. it. Now they, they they still, and if you're a Uyghur, eh, your life's expendable. They'll put you in a slave camp. They don't care. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is they've said, hey, wait a minute. If we develop this middle class mm-hmm. based on these cheap goods, mm-hmm. we'll have all these people who work. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I've I've heard I've listened to podcasts and, and heard people talk about who are in the know about this. They say if you're a middle class Chinese worker, average worker, your life is very similar to to uh, to America. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Two two car garage, couple cars in the garage, house, picket mm-hmm. fence, yada yada. But the difference is you don't have the freedoms. You have to toe the party line. That's right. And when they tell you to do this, that, and the other, you have to do this, that, and the other. That's the biggest difference. But that's how China has decided, hey, we can control people. Instead of trying to control everybody with force, let's create this this awesome uh, economy yeah. to where there's lots of money and we can have a middle class. But people, the problem is if we tell them all go to hell and yeah. we quit buying their stuff, all that disappears in about two seconds. But make no mistake about it. You utter one word against the party. You fail to tell the party. You do anything to agitate the party. It is entirely likely that a group of men will show up at your house at 2 a.m. in the morning and kick the door in and drag you out. That's right. And anybody that tries to fight them will die. Yep. Period. Now, that's the big difference between America and there. Is here, they really can't just come kick your door down and drag you out and shoot you in the head if you fight back. Now, if they've got a warrant, you know, yeah. But, and I know there's, I don't, we don't even get into like no-knock warrants and all that. Just, we're not going to get into all that. Right. But but here in America, there's a process that has to be followed. There's due process. They don't have due process in China. No, due process is Xi Jinping or somebody 
uh, and the high government says, go do it. That's due process. That's due process. That's DO process. Yeah. I told you to go do it. Do and it. You better damn well do it. Take them out. And, and it's going to happen. So you cannot speak out against your government. You cannot not toe the party line. You can't. So it's a it's an evil it's an evil evil thing. Communism, I think, is evil. It's it's this dark evil mass out there on the horizon that needs to be dealt with. People need to get it straight in their heads. There's nothing good about communism. There is nothing good about Marxism. There is nothing but darkness and evil and suffering that comes from this crap. That's all it's ever brought to the world. Damn it. 250 million plus people in this world have died. Those are the ones we know about have died at the hands of communists from the uh, creation of the Soviet Union. Oh, yeah. Communist China, um, Mao Zedong, uh, the North Vietnamese, Cuba, Venezuela. I mean, you just keep adding it up. Communism has killed a lot of people. Well, here's the thing. Hitler gets all this hoopla for, for the genocide that he created during the Holocaust, and it was horrible. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, though, Joseph Stalin was was uh, responsible for more deaths. It's true. Than, than Adolf Hitler was. As was. evil as Adolf Hitler was. That's right. As evil as he was, he didn't have time to catch up with the rest of these bastards. No. So so why why is it that Adolf Hitler gets all of the ire and Stalin gets to skate? Exactly. Stalin was. Do you realize in the taking of the Red Square? What they did when the Germans had the Red Square and the Russians, they wanted the Russians to take it, they paired soldiers up. They handed one guy a rifle and one guy five bullets. And they said, go. And if you turn around, we're going to kill you. They set up, all the officers set up their machine guns. And so you talk about, you had no choice. And not only that, you didn't have a gun or bullets. You had, between the two of you, you had enough to fire a weapon. Right, right. And they killed their own people. If you tried to turn around and say, I'm not doing that, nope, they shot you. Yeah. I so, just I, I don't I don't understand how we ever got to a position in our own country where we have people in the United States of America who think that communism is a good thing. I I, I don't understand that mentality. And you know, when when you and I were growing up in the seventies and eighties, it was the scourge of the earth. It was, it was a bad word. It was a horrible thing. And then all of a sudden, somewhere back in the late nineties, early two thousands things twisted. And, and I realize there's always been communist sympathizers in the country. Sure. There always have been. But it's actually gone mainstream now. Well, the, It's the, mainstream now. To me, the key to defeating communism in China is economic. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of people in China who've gotten the taste of this, what, I, we would, what you and I would consider good life. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, if that goes away, mm-hmm. if we quit buying all their crap, yeah, you know, you know, and what I'm saying is, we quit buying everything from China, or and if we tell them, okay, we don't owe you any money, and all of a sudden their government starts bleeding money, mm-hmm. and they can't su- support this middle class that they have, right? Yeah, that'll hurt them. Wheels that, come off the bus it. big That's time. Right. All right, we're out of time for this this uh, particular podcast, but we'll be back with more. We've got a lot more on the table to talk about, and you'll catch it on the next one here. It's get it right with Mike and Trey. I'm Mike. That's Trey. We'll see you down the road, guys.